person said the other day, in the convenience store where I buy my newspaper, the crowds that gather when the lottery jackpot hits $40 million is so, are so big that they make it hard for me to get to the counter to pay for my paper. The people in the crowd want to win. Oh, do they want to win. They're willing to become instant losers just for the chance of winning big. It's great to be a winner, isn't it? You make money, people praise you, they look up to you. It's exhilarating to win. You feel as if you're nine feet tall. Everyone wants to be a winner. And this is what we're going to talk about this morning. Being a winner. Because that's, that's what our Orthodox Christian faith is all about. It's about winning big in a triumph that lasts, a victory that lasts forever and ever. Pascha, Easter, is the biggest victory this world has ever seen or will ever see. And the keynote sounded by the early Christians following the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ was one word, victory. Let's read together the verses under number one that talk about this victory in the New Testament. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy victory? O grave, where is thy sting? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? The New Testament is full of the glad conviction that through Christ, God has given us the victory. Victory over every enemy. Victory over every possible evil. Victory over everything that has gone wrong with God's creation. Victory over sin, evil, death. This, the good news for us is that Jesus' victory is our victory through baptism and through our faith in him, we share in that victory. That victory becomes ours. If you don't have Christ, you're not a winner. You're a loser, an eternal loser. No matter how rich or successful you are, you're a loser if you don't have Christ. But if you do have Christ, you're a winner, a big winner. No matter how discouraging or painful your life may be right now, you are a winner because defeats for the Christian are only temporary events. St. Peter talks about this victory, this inheritance 
that God has in store for us in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 7, number 2 on the back page of the bulletin. Let's read those words together. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. And the third verse, too, together. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus said in that last verse, he didn't say, I will overcome the world. He did say, I have overcome the world. And when he cried out on the cross, he said, it is finished. Now that word finished doesn't mean defeat. It means victory. It, namely, the purpose for which I came into this world, said Jesus, is finished, completed, fulfilled. I have redeemed my people. I have given them the victory. Now it is up to them to accept it, for I cannot force them to receive this victory. In celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, we do not merely celebrate an historical event that happened sometime in the past, way back then and there. We celebrate an event that affects each and every one of us today right now and here. Because of Christ's resurrection, every baptized Christian who has committed his life to Jesus as Lord can say, Christ lives, therefore I too shall live. Christ lives, therefore I too have passed from death to life. Christ lives, therefore I too have at my disposal the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Christ lives, therefore I too have the victory. As someone said so beautifully, the true Christian holds the winning ticket in a cosmic sweepstake. And St. Paul writes in Romans 8, verse 11, that's number 4, let's read it together. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Commenting on one of the Greek fathers, Irenaeus, the theologian Gustav Alain said once, quote, the work of Christ is first and foremost a victory, a victory of the power over the powers that hold mankind 
in bondage to sin, death, and the devil. Close quote. When asked if he understood the book of Revelation, which he was reading at the time, a boot black said, yes, I do understand the book of Revelation. And the person then said to the boot black, you mean you know what the book of Revelation means when Bible scholars have disagreed on it and don't know, can agree on what it means for all these years? You know what it means? Then tell me what it means. And the boot black said, it means that Jesus has won. He is victorious. And that is exactly the emphasis and the theme of the book of Revelation, where the title for God is Pandocrator, a beautiful Greek word that we find in the book of Revelation, which means literally in control of everything. Pandocrator, holding everything in his hands. I've got the whole world. He's got the whole world in his hands. That's exactly what Pandocrator means. And this is the the title used for God eight times in the book of Revelation and only once in the rest of the New Testament. So the battle cry of Revelation is, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns supreme. The God of Revelation is the Pandocrator Christ as depicted in the dome of every Orthodox church. Christ risen, Christ ascended, Christ glorified, Christ victorious, Christ sitting at the right hand of God the Father, Christ willing and able to save his people against impossible odds, Christ forgiving us, Christ praying for us, Christ lifting us from depression, Christ filling us with hope and meaning, Christ empowering us, Christ filling us with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. May we read together number five on the back page of the bulletin. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And he gives us the reason for the good cheer and the optimism. Namely, he has already overcome the world. He has indeed overcome the world and he invites us to participate in that victory. It would be illogical for us not to be of good cheer, to be moping, to be depressed, to be hopeless, to be discouraged when we know that he has done all that for us, overcome our enemies and defeated them. The enemies are still with us. Satan is still with us. But he is now, because of the resurrection of Jesus, a defeated enemy. Somebody said that he's like a lion that has now been placed in a cage. He's locked up. 
but we have the freedom to walk up to that cage and unlock the door and let the, li and let the lion come at us. And that's what we do when we yield to temptation. But the devil, through Christ, is now a defeated enemy. Cancer is a defeated enemy because of Christ. It can never deprive us of our faith. It can never deprive us of our hope. It can never deprive us of our victory over death through Christ Jesus our Lord. It can never separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So what is this victory in which we are invited to participate? Very briefly, first, Christ offers us victory over sin. Now, sin has the power to enslave, the power to bury us alive in the tomb of guilt and despair. And Jesus said it when he said, Truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And Christ alone has the power to break open this tomb and to set us free. If the Son makes you free, said Jesus, you will be free indeed. So if I am in Christ, I'm not in a defeated Christ. I am in a Christ who has wrought the greatest victory this planet has ever seen, the victory of life over death, and wrought it not only for himself, but also for those who believe in him, that they too may have the power to walk out of a dead past into a triumphant and a victorious future. It is a victory over meaninglessness. It is a victory over I don't matter. It is a victory over despair. Secondly, Christ offers us victory not, over, not, in, not only over sin, but also over self. The real war is always within. It is here within that we must have the victory before any outer victory will ever have any meaning for us. Yet many of us church-going Christians are not victorious, but defeated. Defeated by circumstances, defeated by sin, defeated by loss, by pain, by suffering, by worry, by anxiety. We're Christians in name only, many of us. We have a form of religion, but we deny the power. We have never got up above the lowlands of self-centered living. We have never climbed the heights of faith and total commitment to Christ. We have yet to claim for ourselves, many of us, the victory of Christ. We are still living it as if Jesus is still buried in that tomb. No Christian has a right to say that he or she is, you know, how are you? I'm okay under the circumstances. For in Christ we have the power and the victory to live not under, but always above the circumstances of life. Whether those circumstances be, in the words of St. Paul, tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword. With Christ we can live above, above, always above the circumstances of life. Victory over sin and self, and finally Christ offers us victory over our last and greatest enemy, death. Death. A parishioner 
who was about to have heart surgery, said to his pastor, Father, when this surgery is over, I'll be home. Either I'll be home with my family or I'll be home in heaven with my Savior. That Christian had claimed God's victory over death. As Jesus said so beautifully, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. What most people want today is anything that will help them, help them escape, escape reality. And this is why the entertainer, the baseball player, the football player, is paid far more than anybody else. An entertainer provides escape from reality. And this is also why so much money is spent on liquor. The thing people rate highest is escape. For this, they're willing to pay anything. Yet escape is only a temporary thing. It may work for a short while, but eventually reality catches up with us and we have to face it. And herein lies the greatness of our Christian faith. It offers us not escape, but victory. It enables us not to run away from life, but to conquer it through Jesus, our risen Lord, who said, Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And the result of victory is always joy. And that is why Jesus said, be of good cheer. Why the good cheer? Why the joy? Because he says, I have overcome the world. And G.K. Chesterton wrote so beautifully, a real Christian who believes should, have, should do two things. One, dance out of sheer joy. And second, fight out of a sheer sense of victory. Vince Lombardi said once, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. And for the Christian, winning is indeed the only thing. For to turn one's back on Christ is to lose everything and to end up in eternal hell. But to follow Christ, to claim for yourself his victory over sin, self, death, the devil, is to gain the greatest victory you will ever know, both for now and for all eternity. In Christ, you have that victory. And how sweet it is, and how much we need it. Victory is yours. Claim it in Christ. You are a winner in the greatest of all sweepstakes. Accept the inheritance that St. Peter says can never perish, spoil, or fade away. An inheritance, he says, reserved for you in heaven. It's yours by God's grace. I'd like to conclude with this story of a Frenchman who became an Englishman because he so admired the British way of life. And he had lived in Eng England for so long
that he decided to take out his papers and become an Englishman. And someone asked him why he did this. And he said, well, among other things, I find that, I, that now instead of losing the Battle of Waterloo, I've won it. He had stepped into the heritage of all that Britain had fought for and all that Britain had won, and it was now his. And when you and I step into Christ, we step into a new power. We step into a resurrection life. And all that Christ has achieved and won becomes ours. For if, if we put on Christ, as St. Paul says so beautifully, if we put him on in baptism, and if we put him on each day in prayer, in repentance, in the Eucharist, his resurrection becomes our resurrection. His ascension, which he celebrated last Thursday, becomes our ascension. His glorification at the right hand of God the Father becomes our glorification. His kingdom becomes our kingdom. And his victory becomes our victory. To him, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, be worship, honor, praise, and thanksgiving now and forevermore.